Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 110. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is Richard Ryerson. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. This show is brought to you by my sponsor, Audible.com. If you're like me, you like to read, but you're having trouble finding the time to squeeze in all those great books, well, Audible.com is a perfect solution. Audiobooks are great. I never thought I would like them, but I love them now. It's a great way to get caught up. I listen to and get caught up on the book as I'm driving to work, if I'm exercising, any free time, working out in the yard, I can get caught up in all my reading. You can go to uh, my website, doseofleadership.com slash audible. And you can uh, download a free audiobook. Any audiobook they have, over 100,000 titles to choose from. You can download it for free, listen to it. You can sign up for 30 days with no obligation. If you don't like it after 30 days, you can cancel your subscription. But again, it's no risk to you. Go check out doseofleadership.com slash audible and make your smartphone smarter. Well, I'm absolutely thrilled to have on my show today Pat Williams. He's a basketball Hall of Famer, currently serving as co-founder and Senior Vice President of the NBA's Orlando Magic. He's one of America's top motivational speakers, and he's addressed thousands of executives in organizations ranging from Fortune 500 companies and national associations to universities and nonprofits. Clients include Allstate, American Express, Citrix, Coca-Cola, Disney, Honeywell, IBM, and on and on and on. Quite an impressive resume. Pat, welcome to the Dose of Leadership podcast. Richard, thank you. I'm uh, very honored to be on with you and look forward to our visit. Yeah, you know, and I'm looking at your, your bio, and um, i got to admit, I'm almost got exhausted reading it. You are quite the individual, my friend. I have so much to learn from you. I mean, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got so passionate about leadership. Well, I grew up in a home in Wilmington, Delaware, Richard. My mom and dad were uh, leaders in the state of Delaware, even though... Uh, they never talked about it. They just did it. And I saw leadership modeled, you know, around our uh, dining room table and in our living room uh, in, in, in a large variety of areas that uh, my mother and father felt passionately about. Uh, I played sports, and I was always thrust into the leadership positions, quarterback, catcher, uh, for example. And, uh, and so I was, I was practicing leadership. Even though I, I, I probably couldn't title it, uh, but but really it took off for me uh, as I continued my career in the National Basketball Association, and uh, and I began to get called upon to speak in the corporate world, and I, I really didn't have anything organized uh, and effective to say. I didn't feel, and so I had to really uh, get my approach to leadership organized and uh, synchronized, and I began to do that. Uh, here in Orlando, gosh, uh, 20 to 25 years ago, and uh, one thing led to the other, and then I had some opportunities to write uh, a number of books about leadership, and I came to the conclusion that, that every great leader uh, in the history of the world, and that's a, that's a big statement, uh-huh. but uh, had seven ingredients, seven qualities that uh, allowed them to be leaders of excellence. And, and that's really uh, where I'm coming from in my speaking and my writing and my teaching. Uh, you know, those seven sides of leadership, I think, will 
will get any leader uh, up on top of his or her game. Can you share with us some of those seven? Well, let me do it in a, in a verse form, Richard. Uh, seven things one must do uh, to be a leader right and true, have vision that is strong and clear, communicate so they can hear, have people skills based in love, and character that's far above, the competence to solve and teach, and boldness that has fearless reach, a serving heart that stands close by to help, assist, and edify. And so, as we practice those seven qualities of leadership, Richard, I think we can all improve, we can all uh, gain strength as leaders, and uh, I think those seven will, will carry you right to the top of the leadership ladder. Oh, I love that. I love that. That was so unique how you have to definitely listen to that. And I'll, I'll include that in the writing on the on the post. But that, that was absolutely brilliant. I love that. The couple things that really stand out that I really love that you said is about that. It is about love and it's about boldness and courage. And I, I love those two. Those are kind of the two of the hot topics I'm on right now. What do you what is your concept of courage and, and, uh, and love for that matter? Well, I talk about love, and, and I would I would pull that underneath, and there are a lot of sub-points to what I just shared here about vision, communication, people skills, character, competence, uh, boldness, and a serving heart. I have I have a, a, a good goodly number of uh, sub-points, and one of them with the with people skills. Uh, I'm convinced that great leaders really love their people. Yeah, uh, they care about them. They have empathy for them, and I think they love people. Uh, I think that's what separates them and really makes them unique. Uh, that's why they become memorable. Uh, I remember when uh, Eddie Robinson, was the, uh, who was the longtime football coach at Grambling University, uh, made this statement. He said, uh, you've got to coach every player as if he was going to marry your daughter. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I don't think you can coach them right if you don't love them. Yeah. Uh, John John Wooden, uh, the legendary UCLA basketball coach, put it a little bit differently. He told his players at the start of the season, he said, uh, I, I am not going to like all of you equally. He said, but I'm going to try uh, to love all of you equally. Uh, that, that, that's how Coach Wooden put yeah. it. So love, uh, love carries a long way in leadership. And uh, if you get a, lead, a leader who really, really has that... Uh, uh, heart for people and cares about them and really wants to reach out and make a difference in their life, um, it, it, it'll, it'll change the course of direction, not just for the leader, uh, but for all those people uh, under under his tutelage. Yeah, so true. Is the leadership culture more diff- difficult now than it was, say, 25, even maybe 40 years ago? Richard, I don't think so. I think that... Um, really from the beginning of sports in this country and, and or long before it, uh, coaches and owners and general managers are looking for players uh, with leadership ability. Right. You know, who can, who can police the locker room, uh, who can uh, carry the coaches' uh, principles or the coaches' uh, plan, you know, onto the field and, and impact his teammates uh, because he wants to and because he thinks that that's important and uh, wants to make a difference for that team. I, I think when that player or those players do that, begin to do that, 
that is uh, a huge, huge step of support uh, for any coach. Uh, I don't think you can plan it. I don't think you can stage it. Uh, but, but, but when it happens, uh, any coach should absolutely be rejoicing uh, that he's got some of those players or some leaders who on their own, you know, are going to run the ship and uh, make a difference in the locker room and in the huddle or out on the field. Um, that coach should be absolutely thrilled to death. What, how is, um, were you integral in hiring Coach Vaughn? Well, uh, our, our GM, uh, Rob Hennig, knew him uh, from from their time together in San Antonio, and uh, so he had a you know a good insight into Jacques Vaughn. Uh, uh, Jacques is is young; he's only thirty seven, I guess. He uh, had a long career as a primarily a backup point guard in the league, but he was always studying, and I think he was always preparing himself to be a coach in this league one day, and. Uh, and the reports on him, even though we've had we've struggled in the a year plus, you know, getting wins. Uh, Jacques is uh, very knowledgeable, very poised, uh, very attuned to his players. Um, they um, they play hard for him. Uh, they respect him. Uh, all the signals are good on Jacques Vaughn. Uh, now we just have to keep adding. Um, more good players, and that, that makes any coach look better. Right, and uh, that, and that's our game plan. We're uh, uh, there's no way to rush it. Uh, we're going to just keep adding a piece or two every year, uh, slowly and positively through the draft. I think that's the best way to do it. And over time, you should get a good collection of of good young players, particularly uh, when you're picking high in the draft. Yeah, I like his presence. I mean, I'm always a studied. I've always like, especially basketball, and I. And I College basketball, I love watching. I love watching how the coaches carry themselves. And he does have a nice kind of command presence about him. Again, I don't know much about him, but he does, from the outset, from an outsider looking in, he does seem to have some of those those nice uh, present qualities, I guess, command presence qualities. Yeah, he's not a yeller. He's not a screamer. Yeah. Um, he's not a, he doesn't berate players. Um, he's um, he's a, a teacher. He's an instructor. He's poised, you know, he's intense in his own way, and uh, has the ability, from what I've seen, to, to get the, the most out of his players. I, I think he will be judged, he was last year, and will continue to be, you know, are our are, are young players getting better? Right. Uh, are, are, are they improving, you know, from year to year and from uh, during the course of the season? I, I really think that's how he's going to be judged, and, and, and I think that's how all coaches should be. Sure. What do you think, especially for the young, the listeners out there who maybe be getting the leadership positions for the first time? What do, What is some of the best advice you could give to somebody who's just getting started in the leadership game? Well, Richard, I think it's important to have a mentor or two. Mm. Uh, I was very fortunate uh, early in my career to have a number of mentors who I could turn to. Uh, I could go to them with questions or seek their opinion or try and. Uh, uh, learn what pitfalls to avoid, and uh, I think that's awfully important for a young leader to have people in his life that he can go to. And, and uh, it doesn't hurt to have them in a number of areas. You you might want obviously one in your professional field. Uh, probably it's good to have one in uh, in the financial area or the business area that you can turn to. Um, perhaps one in the spiritual area. 
um, maybe one in uh, family matters or medical issues, if you can have three or four of those people in your life that you can turn to uh, when when things hit you and uh, seek their counsel, I, I don't think you can put a price tag on that. And I, I uh, and age isn't an issue, frankly. I I've seen a lot of people who are up there in years who continue to have mentors. Sometimes the mentors are younger than they are. And uh, they they take advantage uh, to learn from those people. Yeah, great advice. What um, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing leaders are, are today? Oh, that's uh, that's a good question. Maybe uh, maybe maintaining your character. Mm. You know, we we pick up the paper, we see the news, and uh, on a pretty regular basis, we see leaders falling by the wayside uh, in sports or. Uh, politics or business or uh, different fields uh, that uh, it comes down to character and some sort of a breakdown uh, that causes them to stumble and fall and the next thing you know they're on the sidelines yeah uh, because their their character wouldn't hold them up so I, I think the words of uh, the late General Norman Schwarzkopf are valuable uh, General Schwarzkopf said uh, some years back he said leadership consists of two vital components, uh, strategy and character. And then he said, if you have to do without one, he said, do without the strategy. Yeah. And, and then he made another observation. He said, I'm convinced that 95% of all leadership failures uh, can be traced back somehow uh, to a breakdown in character. So uh, we could only go, Richard, as high on the leadership ladder as our character will allow us. I, I think it's that simple. So I think that's uh, that's an area that leaders at all stages, all ages, uh, all positions in their life have to be very, very careful with. Yeah. it's That's so true. I guess, you know, everywhere you look, to me it seems like there seems to be a vacuum of accountability, it seems like. It seems like everywhere you look. Uh, and it's Because so, it's so refreshing and so rare when someone does take accountability for their mistakes. I mean, um, I don't know. I guess well, it's very easy for leaders to begin to believe their press clippings and start to inhale all that stuff. Let's face it, with leadership, there's some wonderful perks. Uh, leaders are famous and they're quoted and they get the corner office and uh, you know, they get uh, private restrooms and golf club memberships and parking privileges and Many leaders start inhaling all that right. and, and, and begin to think by divine right, you know, this is all mine. And uh, any sense of, of humility, you know, tends to go out the window and uh, they think they're above the law, above the rules. And, uh, you know, they, they can end up getting in serious trouble yeah. uh, because, that, because of that attitude, that mindset. And so uh, leaders have to be very, very careful. And it helps to have somebody around you or people around you you know, to kind of keep whispering in your ear, you're not that great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who who is that? Know, you're just you're just a human being. That's right. You know, you you've got feet of clay. Be careful. <laughs> you know, it helps to have that being whispered in your ears. Who's been whispering that to you? How's how have you been able to keep it well, all that success? Well, that, that that is a good question, and I I think because I'm writing so much and studying so much, uh, you know, in this area that I'm constantly. Uh, coming up upon and reading in, in my study of leaders who fell by the wayside and uh, 
you know they just couldn't they just couldn't handle the prestige or they they got too caught up in themselves and they began to have little slips of character so i'm uh, i'm very very alert and aware of it Guys, you know, we're running up against the clock here, but there's so many things you've done that I haven't mentioned to my listeners, and I, I'll have this bio up on my website, but you've been around the NBA. You were, in the, uh, you were even in the baseball organization there for a while, seven years with the Phillies. Um, two yeah, my career started in baseball. I played all the sports through high school, but I went to Wake Forest to play baseball, and I caught there for four years, and then uh, I got into the professional end with the Phillies organization. I I uh, spent two years as a minor league catcher in their system and then uh, got into the front office in the, and ran minor league ball clubs for the Phillies for five years, five seasons. And uh, and then, 45 years ago, this past June, uh, amazingly enough, I had an opportunity uh, to go into the NBA as the business manager of the 76ers. And uh, my whole goal and dreams had been in baseball, but all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the basketball business, and here I am, four and a half decades later. Wow! You know, st- so involved with it. So it's uh, it's been an amazing run, and I've, I've been very, very fortunate to have spent my whole adult life, you know, in a profession that, you know, I probably would have worked nothing for. I mean, you've traded, been integral with uh, Julius Serving, Moses Malone. You've drafted Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal. Man, you've just you've, you've done everything. I've been involved with some memorable players, either drafting or acquiring, or, um, you know, those are legendary names. Uh, traded Pete Maravich in my in my year in Atlanta. So, you know, it's, uh, it's quite a collection of talent uh, that I've been fortunate to be around, and uh, all those guys, uh, you know, have been friends over the years as well. So I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased about that. Great. And then I'm also impressed, i got to get this out here too, that you are the, the parents of 19 children, including 14 from four different nations. That's amazing. Well, I've, I've uh, had to practice leadership in my home yeah. for many years. We do have a big family of uh, 19 children. That's not a typo. And uh, 14 of these kids were adopted from four foreign countries, uh, four from the Philippines, uh, four from South Korea, uh, two from Romania, and four from Brazil. Uh, they uh, are all adults now. The oldest is 41. The youngest is 27. And uh, they have presented us with 14 grandchildren uh, with a 15th on the way, we just learned this week. So wow. uh, we are, uh, we're doing grandparenting duty now as well. So uh, we, we have a most unusual family, but uh, we're, uh, you know, we're enjoying them very much. Well, that's amazing. You just seem like you're an amazing individual, amazing man. And uh, I know you're a speaker. You've written 80 books as well. Um, you're just a wealth of knowledge, and I'm, I'm so sorry that I have to. You have to get selfishly that you have to go on another phone call. But man, I, I got to tell you, I'm really thrilled to talk to you, and uh, I can learn so much from you. I'd love to have you back on the show at some other point and dive Thank into some you, other topics. You can, you can call any time, and people can visit my website. It's patwilliams.com. Uh, the Twitter page is Orlando Magic Pat, and my email address is pwilliams at orlandomagic.com. Pat, so gracious for your time. Thank you for coming on and sharing some of your sage wisdom and advice. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Richard. Wish you all the best. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 
Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership eBook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.